0: Did you know that you are wonderfully weird? You've been created to be as unique and one of a kind as your fingerprint, fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image of God. My name is John Waters, and over the next few minutes, Drake Hunter, Senior Pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, and author of the book, Wonderfully Weird, now available through Westbow Press, will help you learn more about your own wonderful weirdness. Now, Wonderfully Weird Living. Welcome back once again to Wonderfully Weird Living. I'm John Waters, glad to be with you. And joining me, as always, pastor and author, Drake Hunter. Good morning, sir.
1: Good morning. And as always, it's just absolutely wonderful to be with you.
0: Well, you know, I was looking at the uh, uh, numbers a little bit. Do you realize we've been doing this podcast over six months now? We have, this is the 27th or 28th episode.
1: Uh, no, I guess I haven't. Uh, but uh, isn't life that way? It's just a dash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as I say often.
0: Well, it seems like we just started doing it, and, and as I said, this is number twenty-seven or twenty-eight uh, episode, and, and that just kind of blows my mind when I think about that.
1: Yeah, I guess you know the truth is, when you enjoy something, having fun, you just don't think about time, do you?
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, um, wanted to talk about uh, being wild born to be wild yes. uh, the song that and uh, the message this past week that you delivered at elevating life church and and uh, it was fun for me because it's a song that I've played a, a bazillion times yes. in different bands and and know very well and so uh, preparation wise there was very little preparation for me because it's one of those things is just completely ingrained in my mind uh, from clear back the first time I played it in 1976 all the way up to today uh, so it was a lot of fun but uh very interesting the way you used that then to uh, uh talk about uh freedom yes but you made it simple john i i realized something
1: you did there the song prior to that was in complete contrast wonderful song emmanuel uh christmas carol and then you went right into the opposite side <laughs> Bam, born to be wild, and you created the perfect tension, let's say, for me to get up there and just go wild with the message. So thank you for that. And it was it was fun to, uh, to preach. Uh, the first service, I, I had a little episode afterwards that I'm not quite sure what happened, but I had a blast just preaching that message because you actually prepared me for that in the sense of, wow, this is perfect, perfect tension. Now, let me deliver the message in Jesus.
0: Well, you used uh, a verse that is very near and dear to my heart as your core verse, Galatians 5.1. Yes. Uh That is what uh, I call it my life verse. That's uh, My life is hinged on that particular verse. And uh, uh, that's where you started at. And, and I want to read that verse, uh, the Apostle Paul writing, of course, and he says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery and that verse is kind of like an onion there's so many different yes. layers to that verse well and the challenge with this
1: verse too is uh, as you experienced on sunday is you have to kind of with that onion you have to uncover the language that's in it because when we miss the language of then and then now we'll miss the entire message because we understand that burden and in slavery absolutely uh, absolutely represents something that's going on inside of us or perhaps in our relationships. So that's the challenge because we think of slavery, you a typical person uh, in our culture anyway, will think of perhaps uh, the slavery issue that we had in America or even to the Egyptians, but we have to bring it to us. It's the living word of God. So yes, uh, many, many layers. Uh, and so uh, making sure that uh, we uncovered the, the language first was, was, my, was my goal in the first part of this message.
0: So let's talk about the, the crux of the message. And uh, there were four words that you used. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to throw these out there, but then we'll talk about them. Um, and those four words were uh, suppression, uh-huh. oppression, right. depression, and repression or yeah. regression. Yeah. Um, and those four words, uh, when we talk about layers... Boy, talk. That's exactly right. what those are.
1: Yeah, and the formula is that uh, the other way, the other way around, if you will. It's that first of all, we have somebody oppressing us. We're suppressed. Then we're regressed. Then we fall into depression. Another In word I didn't introduce was repression, which that's where our memories or whatever the, those experience are pushed so far down, we forget about them. We, do, we don't even recall experiencing those things. And that will happen through this type of experience where people are always being oppressed, which in in Galatians 5.1, uh, burden. Mm-hmm. And of course, again, by the slavery uh, of, of that oppression. And then of course, we're regressed, we're pushed down, of course, and then we go backwards. And then because we're going backwards instead of forwards, we're being we fall into depression because not much is happening or just the opposite and then we either go numb or worse something dies within us be it emotionally physically whatever that might be
0: so then instead of being uh, uh, wild in the, the yes. sense of yeah, your yeah, yeah. message right. then we're uh, exactly the opposite yeah we're no longer we no longer have the ability really
1: to be free in christ or in in who he is in life and so yes and then we completely lose freedom of who we are which eventually we just kind of and we see this in the church don't we uh you used the word earlier as we were talking apathy and we just kind of go and it becomes a very depressing experience or we just doing it because we're told to do it because if not the pressures are too great whatever that might be so yes we we lose
0: out In the freedom of Christ. Well, it it makes me think of an analogy that you've used many times in the past. It's been a while, but the analogy of a fish in in the the ocean or in a lake Mm -hmm. and the freedom that that fish has as long as it's within the boundaries of that. Uh, ocean, but right. you take it outside those boundaries, it has no freedom.
1: It will die. You you take them out of, you take a Christian out of it in Christ, they'll they'll die, just like that analogy. Uh, and the boundaries, as we we know, we preach every chance or opportunity we get, commands of Christ. Those are our boundaries. And if if you're living outside of those boundaries, be it somebody's projecting them on you, or you are deciding to live in in the sense of your own cause, your own purpose, and doing it your way you're you're just going to be outside and you're going to find death for the wages of sin is death it's guaranteed that's one of the consequences we're looking for the rewards of jesus not the consequences of the
0: world well one of the words that uh, you also used on sunday that uh, i could almost hear the gasps when you said it is the word discipline. Oh, yes. Uh, because that word has, a uh, has for some reason, uh, garnered a negative connotation um, in our society. But actually, that's kind of where it all begins is discipline.
1: Uh, that's right. And, and the message, actually, the subject was discipline. And of course, we have two arguments going on uh, with discipline in church, if you will, or even in our everyday relationships. We have one side that says, you know, uh, no discipline. Discipline in the sense of uh, creating some type of tension or stress in your life. Or on the other side, we say no discipline in the sense of. uh, compassion, love, or whatever that might be. Or total,
0: complete discipline.
1: Yeah, and and you become so rigid, you become fundamentalist in the the sense of who you are, and then no love in that that sense. So, yes, discipline was the subject. And then, of course, I brought out my experience in the sense of being a first sergeant in the military, who is, uh, that position is responsible to teach discipline to the military troops, enlisted side anyway. And so with that, I have good understanding in the sense of objective discipline and how that is actually applied. And most people, I think, would be surprised that the military does not do it based on their, uh, let's say, their viewpoints. Mm-hmm. They, they're watching too many movies and all that. And the military, I'm going to say this, especially the Air Force, they truly – do everything they can to create that tension on both sides of that discussion to create a quality of life. Now, I'm speaking from the military standpoint here, and with 21 years under my belt with the Air Force, they do a good job of doing that, and they do a good job of teaching the leaders like myself, went through the First Sergeant Academy, uh, through leadership schools, objective training. It's quite remarkable how good their training is. Mm -hmm. And so, but the perception of the world is something, whatever their experience is, and then what happens is we try to create a military environment, let's say in church or in our homes. We call it tough love, uh, and it's just, you're one-sided then. But on the other side, I I think of my own experience growing up, uh, I love my parents, but boy were they just, uh, there was no self-control, there was no self-discipline, one of the reasons I had to get to the military, and and then it was just sloppy freedom. And it was very selfish in nature as well because that's all I knew. And so I have on one side of my experience very sloppy freedom. I'll do what I want. On the other side, I was a new troop, and my perception at the time was, oh, man, here comes the oppression, here comes the suppression, here comes the regression of the military. And that was my own understanding as a very young airman. But as I developed and grew in that, I realized that's not the case at all. And they put that, let's say, self-discipline in place uh, so that I can create good tension in my life. And then when I stepped into the Christian Uh, experience uh, Jesus, I realize that the the fruits of the Spirit are exactly that. We have love on one side, self-control on the other side, and if we are tuning ourselves properly in the sense of who we are in in that life, then we have proper tension or stress, and life becomes everything that sits in between love and self-control in the sense of the fruits of the Spirit. And then through that, we are now experiencing the refreshing, uh, wonderful ways of Jesus in our life, and we are the expression of that in in the imperfect sense of
0: what that means. For others to enjoy. Yeah,
1: for others to enjoy, and that's what it's all about. Uh, Today's Giving Tuesday, we need to give all we can when it comes to Jesus, you just can't give enough. And we should always be learning those different areas and creating intentional stress. I shared this with our teenagers last Friday. You have no stress, you have no self-control. And so oftentimes we misunderstand that because another word for stress or tension in the sense of the fruits of the spirit hope hope is nothing more than anticipation and you have to put some effort into that to make sure that that hope or whatever that purpose or whatever you're trying to achieve there happens exactly the way it needs to happen does that make sense and then then we're
0: excellent and praiseworthy in the sense of jesus well, you, you've used the word tension um, several times and, and did on Sunday as well. And that's yeah. another one of those words, I think, that has gotten a very negative connotation in our society. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't want to have any tension. We want everybody to be happy and, you know, and yeah. there be no tension. But yet, um, and you use the analogy with me before we started recording. Of course, right. I play guitar. Right. Uh, about... Tuning a guitar and having the proper tension on the strings is how you're able to make music. Then. Yes.
1: Now, isn't it interesting? People are actually self-centered when it comes to tension because people love, let's say, suspension in a movie. Mm-hmm. They love tension in the sense of a very good piece or complicated piece of music. And, you know, we, we got to think about it. It's what is life, And so, yes, the analogy of the guitar is a perfect analogy when it comes to understanding what tension is. Now let me share this just off the top of my head. We have to understand tension does basically four different things, maybe five, uh, but this is off the top of my head. First and foremost, it does create anticipation, Mm -hmm. and anticipation is nothing more than hope. It also creates, uh, let me use another one, it's kind of entertaining. In the sense of tension and suspension and all that, it also creates engagement. I think you realize this with my message, the very first question or those questions I'm using, I'm creating intentional tension or suspense in the message to draw people in so it's about engagement. Hmm. And then the last thing is about accomplishing or producing something. And so... uh, that all that's effort right anything that takes effort you have to go uphill and it causes a little bit of pressure i wasn't expecting to to speak on this but you can see how tension now is so um valuable in our life and we do it jesus's way or we can say the father's way so that we can create perfect tension i think this is where you're going with the guitar analogy so that you can get a perfect sound or the best you can as close as you can. So with that guitar, let's go back to that and kind of unfold that for the listener. uh,
0: Exactly what do you mean by that guitar analogy? So, so when I tune a guitar, I I have there's two ends to the string. That's right. There's one end that is uh, uh, set down into the guitar. The other end has the tuner on it. Yes. And that's what creates the tension. So I can I can tune that string anywhere I want to. Yes. But yet Did I don't. I yeah. <laughs> I don't. I use a tuner and set it at a pre-prescribed uh tuning and all six of the strings on the guitar then are tuned each one individually but with each other as well and then uh by applying the proper amount of pressure to the strings in the right places right then i can make chords or notes uh, that then allow me to play the song i want to play
1: right so let's take the the uh, low e string right Mm -hmm. you're trying to tune to, you have an anticipation or hope to get a certain sound out of that string. Now in that analogy, we can say on one side we have love, which is one side of the nine fruits of the Spirit. On the other side, we have self-control. Both are necessary for the discipline of that string, Mm -hmm. where we are putting proper tension uh, in the string so that then you're tuning it. And you have a goal. You have somewhere you're going and you're anticipating that with hope again. And so what happens is, we, we get there. Now, if you know what your goal is, which you do, I know you can tune by ear. I see you doing it all the time up there. But some people use tools, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's what I do, <laughs> and, and actually, so. Actually, I have a tuner
0: built into my guitar. Oh, okay. so oh is that what you It you're doing? looks like I'm doing it by ear. I'm actually looking at my tuner.
1: But I'm sure you can get pretty darn close. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, a tool helps us get to that, to that perfect, uh, whatever anticipation point is. And then we have that low E sound. And then when you hit that one string, You now have a sound, an expression. Uh, Of course, the Bible. We can say this in our life. It's the spirit of the Lord that you know uh, that is expressed from us by living in Christ. And so, but then you have six strings. Mm -hmm. You know, I love those strings because I always remember them by every athlete does good by everyone. (laughs) I learned that when my kid was a football (laughs) player when he was a little small. But you know what I mean by that—the different, the different notes. But you can look at each string now as the different let's say core relationship or life relationships that you have. You've got your personal relationship with God. Then you have your relationship with your spouse and, and your community and the church, and you can use um, all the way to you know the world where you have to now tune each relationship to that whatever the expectation is in our day and age with Christ, and then what do you do? You just don't play one string. You play them all together now to get a an expression of what an in tune guitar would sound like. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, we're still at the very beginning. And then from there, we have to learn chords would say and then how to strum the rhythm so you got even in that analogy on one side you have this hand uh, creating uh, chords and this one is strumming and you've got to get it perfect let's say one side is love and the other side is self-control and mm-hmm. uh, it, it just it just it works everywhere because all of life is tension, but it's our responsibility to do that with God and with our neighbor so that we can truly be that true expression of what life is and that sweet music or that sweet
0: song of life. Does that make sense? So on one side, as you said, we have love. The other side is Mm self-control. And so what I was thinking of as you were talking about that is if I go too much to one side, for example, Self, the the control side, and I just keep cranking on that tuner. That's right. Pretty soon, the string is going. There's too much tension, and it will snap. Yeah, you're
1: pulling away from love, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Then you do just the opposite. Same thing. One, you got sloppy freedom. The other one, you got well, oppression, slavery, everything else that we were talking about. But actually, it works on both sides of that analogy, uh, because discipline is perfect tension, or that's what you're trying to do in the sense of Christ, and get that that tension to get to that goal, that expectation, we'll even say purpose, so that you can really get uh, your life in tune with Jesus in all your life roles.
0: And something else I thought of as you were talking about that, Drake, is that uh, those six strings, uh, they're each in tune, and then they're in tune with each other, right. but sometimes one of the strings may get a little bit out of tune, so then it's my job right. to make sure that I get that string back into proper right. tune with the other strings.
1: Now you understand the responsibility, well, I know you understand already, The I'm speaking to the listener here, the responsibility of leaders on how to get a complicated system uh, like those five strings. Uh, Working all together and really doing it in, in uh, harmony, if you will, in unison, where we're, we can actually do it together. Now, let me say this. Let's, let's go to, the, since this is where we're at, let's talk about church a little bit in the, in the different uh, aspects of Christian theology. On one side, let's just use this. Uh, we have the Catholic uh, denomination. On this side, we have the Protestant, where we truly fall into the Protestant side but you can understand where one side is we can say has probably over disciplined themselves mm-hmm. and and they've created so much stress or we can say oppression uh, str- and then over here we have the Protestant faith that that you know we say love first and grace absolutely but now think about that when that works perfectly now what does that theology look like we're living, together. But then what happens is we become closed-minded, and then we say, well, we're Protestant. Now we get into the different Protestant faith, and the same exact issue happens uh, in, in this aspect of theology, where now we have, let's say, the fundamentalist churches in the Protestant faith, and over here we have the very liberal, Yeah, some people would even call them charismatic faith, and now we're not cre- one's winding way too hard uh, on their Responsibility, the other ones winding too hard or not enough. And what happens? We start fighting, things become disorderly, we are in disagreement, and it doesn't work. And that's why we have to, everyone together, step into Christ. So it's so important we understand that and we do it Christ's way, or we will not make sweet music, let's say, as a church. Mm -hmm. Same with our church, we have the same kind of, we can go all the way down issues where we've got people that have certain tough love principles or preferences and over here we have a younger generation I'll say and what's happening is nope my way, nope my way. And what happens is as you shared earlier with the analogy, we we turn it, we turn it until we pop and we're both, none of us are living in the freedom of Christ anymore. And now we're oppressed, suppressed and depressed if you will, together. Mm -hmm. But in our own little isolated world where it doesn't work, that's where the great commandment comes in, with God and with your neighbor. And once we understand what that may be, then we can live in the proper tension, or can we say stress of living, and really, really enjoy learning, we'll say that's discipline, and loving together. Mm -hmm. What did you learn? What did we love? Like it's December, I meditate at the end of the year. I go into as many experiences as that I can. What did I learn? And then what did I love? Mm -hmm. And then how do I put that in place for 2020? It's that simple, but we make it so hard. And so we have to come back around and truly put the discipline of the church, individuals or whatever, back in order with God. Receive God's power. And when you do that, things are put in order and you reduce confusion or disagreement. And then you're living in the beautiful sound of a song like we experienced with Born to
0: be Wild last week on Sunday morning. And then you have the freedom uh, to be creative in that then because everything's in the proper tune and everything's balanced the way it's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, people don't realize uh, the reason creativity doesn't exist is because we become closed minded in that analogy or that that experience I just shared with you within church. And then we're no longer, we're no longer created beings. Hey, God created me in his image. And if I'm in his image, I'm to be created. And the only way to do that is to keep your mind open in those boundaries in Christ. And then you can really, uh, well, as the Bible says, you can really reach the world for with Jesus, in Jesus, and uh, for Jesus and everything that that is. Mm-hmm.
0: So when you say in Jesus, maybe another way to think of that is in tune.
1: In tune. Beautiful. Yes, I love it. Yeah. In tune, which uh, takes effort. And boy, we got to understand that it, there's effort on our part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we do it in our part with our responsibility and we do it exactly the way it is, there's nothing sweeter, John. Uh, we know that and right. so then it becomes a joy then you lose track of all time and then you are what 21 episodes into it you're like how'd this happen
0: <laughs> <laughs> right well one of the other uh passages that you used on uh sunday was from matthew chapter seven and this is always one that that um I <laughs> oh, yes. think uh really concerns a lot of people and it should yes uh Matthew chapter 7 21 through 23 when Jesus says not everyone who says to me Lord Lord in other words not everyone who claims to be a Christian really is uh they you know they'll say but wait a minute I went to church every Sunday and and you know I did good stuff and all yeah. that and and at the end of it Jesus is going to say yeah but none of that matters uh, because you weren't in tune.
1: That, that's right. And I, as you, as you experience, I didn't make any apologies for exactly what I was uh, saying and implying there with religious people, mm-hmm. because that's exactly what happens: is religious people step in in the sense of their preferences, their causes or purpose, their expression, which is. Everything but the direction of the Father, the alignment of the Son, and the expression of the Holy Spirit together with God and other people. And I, I don't, uh, I, I, I'm very careful because the last thing I want somebody to do is to come in and cut your strings, right? And like, mm-hmm. there you go, they're bullies of the faith, or uh, perhaps they're, uh, they want to do it their way, the I'll do what I want attitude. And uh, we're very intentional with making sure that we keep those, can I say this, false prophets? out of the church and out of our lives so that we can truly accomplish what God needs us to accomplish in all of that. Those false prophets, those suppressors and
0: oppressors.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, And and of course, in the name of Jesus, of course, well, you've been pretty oppressed then. uh, and, And then, of course, with that oppression, going back to what I said earlier, the repression of all that, they don't even recall. Maybe they were taught the commands of Christ, but they completely forget about that, and they don't remember it. And then all of a sudden, they step into it with a passion, because they truly believe their way is God's way. But if they truly get into Christ and see how God thinks in the sense of the fruits of the Spirit mm-hmm. and in that purpose, theres they would have an awakening in the sense of then, Step into Christ so that you can call Jesus Lord, Lord, mm-hmm. and uh, and and God the Father as well, and the Holy
0: Spirit. You used one other verse that uh, I thought was very poignant uh, in the way you used it, Luke chapter 9, verse 23, Mm -hmm. uh, then he, that's Jesus, said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple, my follower, whoever claims to truly love me, must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Explain that a little bit.
1: Well, first and foremost, disciple just means discipline. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And so... Uh, Yes, I use that first and foremost to uncover the command of Christ, deny yourself. Many people misunderstand that because what happens when you misunderstand deny yourself, what happens? You become oppressed, or should I say suppressed first by oppressed people, and then what happens is you regress, and then what happens is then you are depressed. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, the wages of sin is death. We're misunderstanding this command. Deny self means you don't live – on this planet by yourself you now when you step into relationship live with other people and both must come to the same uh, let's say since we're using music sheet of music and say okay what is my part and you have to deny those preferences or perhaps whatever that cause or whatever that is to get to the cause that Jesus has for you together and you have to deny yourself and if you're a leader you understand this because you have different maturity levels and all that, but you, you have to learn how to deny yourself Uh, especially with those people that are perfectionists, as I wrote in my devotion last week, that if not, you're going to oppress people and we're going to be right back to square one. So we have to learn how to deny ourselves. But before we can even deny ourselves, we have to understand our identity and purpose in Christ. We have to truly understand the commands of Christ where then we can put that together and have our neighbor help us so that we can deny ourselves so that then we can truly do this together in the sense of love and learning and that we become the expression of of Christ ourselves and then together. Now here's the interesting, maybe you're going in this direction, uh, disciple means discipline, deny yourself I just explained, but take up your cross daily. Now this simply means, if we think about it Christian, this simply means intentional suffering. That means we're seeking the kingdom of God. Jesus had to intentionally put effort into climbing that hill. Nobody likes work or effort. You're like, well, you, you need to maybe change the way you're thinking. And you have to intentionally put that suffering in place. And then you get to the top of the of the hill where the cross is. And you're going to intentionally put yourself on the cross, just as Jesus did. We are to be like Jesus. That's exactly what he's done with his problems. And we do that with God, with our neighbors. And we get through the suffering. Because what's on the other side of the cross? Vacation. <laughs> Heaven, <laughs> and so we when we understand that's how it's done, and so we see three different symbols of the cross. We see yes, there is death in the cross. You got to die to something. I promise mm-hmm. you that. Number two, there's power in the cross. You have the power not to give up. And then of course uh, the last one. I, did I? I don't know if I got to this on Sunday, but then you have life, and once you get that. Past the cross, you think about your own struggles as a musician. You had to learn all that and put effort into it. But now, you don't even think about the song last week, Born to be Wild, because you're on the other side of the cross. And now, you're living in the life of that, in the freedom of what that is. Mm -hmm. So bearing your cross, many want to say that's the unintentional pains that come your way. I beg to differ on that. Right. Because that's just classical conditioning, just like the world. No, The pain that we must suffer, now we do intentionally, so we don't suffer unintentionally. It's kind of like going to the doctors and all that, but we don't have time for that.
0: (laughs) So let me bring it back to the guitar analogy, Okay. see if I understand, looking at Luke 9.23. So um, if I want to be a disciple, be in tune with Christ, be in Christ, I deny myself. Maybe I'm a D string, but I decide (laughs) I'd rather be an F. And so I, instead of tuning myself to an F, which takes me out of tune with everything else, I deny that, I I understand who I am, I've been created to be a D string, so I'm the very best D string I can be in tune with everybody else. Yes. And then, uh, by doing that, I'm, fulfilling my role. I'm taking up my cross, Mm -hmm. providing the proper tension to be in tune and all that, and following the master conductor, Jesus, who's conducting the music and and doing my part within that to make that beautiful music.
1: Yeah, with the guitar being the world, if you will, or that purpose in the sense of who in Christ. But you can go exactly what you just said, John. You can go larger in the sense of an orchestra, because uh, I'm not designed to be guitar, I'm designed to be in the percussion section, but what am I trying to do because I have free will and I'm gonna do what I want? I'm gonna to try to do everything I can to be everything but. Well, right. yeah, that's not your responsibility. God gets to say, if you're a guitar or if you're a piano or if you're a drum set, whatever that might be right. for you, whatever the analogy, it's a music one. But yeah, coming back uh, as the guitar, as the overall system of the world, God's system, then yes, if you're designed to be an A string Quit trying to be a B string, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then you're going to have a little bit of pressure. God's going to put on you. Let's say on the B string, if you're a B string, that pressure is going to create a different sound or a different note. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand that. And when we properly allow, when we properly put that tension, let's say on the on the chord hand, and you push on one of the frets there, or in between the frets, I should say, mm-hmm. you you're going to get a different note. And that's that's God saying, this is my truth. Push here, you'll get this. But I'm gonna let that pressure off, and then this is who you are. Right.
0: Well, we uh, we have some questions and, uh, we want to leave with yes. folks, and and we've gone a little bit long today, but I think with good reason. Right.
1: Now, can we say this one last yes. thing? That when you put the command of Christ, deny self, in place, determination in Christ will be the result. Determination not to give up christian because that's exactly what we
0: are commanded to do not to give up all right well here are the questions uh, for this week for you to ponder and and talk with others about number one in your experiences discuss how oppression and suppression has persecuted the discipline of the christian faith and uh as a caveat think in church versus in christ yes All right, number two, what command of Christ is key to developing self-control and being a disciplined disciple of Jesus, and what is the Christ character trait that follows? Uh, Discuss deny yourself and determination. All right, and number three, uh, Pastor Drake uncovered three things that symbolize the cross. He just talked about them a few moments ago, death, power, and life. Discuss how each of these symbols applies in being a disciplined disciple of Christ. And then if you want to learn how to play guitar, come talk to me. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I, I highly suggest that <laughs> well drake uh, as always it's been a real pleasure as i mentioned we went a little long this week but hopefully uh, people receive the fruit of that yes and uh we uh, uh look forward to getting back together again next week
1: yes thank you for giving me the opportunity and it was uh you know spontaneous today but i always enjoy that because then uh, it puts a little bit of attention on me to see
0: how I'm doing. (laughs) There you go. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us on Wonderfully Weird Living. I'm John Waters for Pastor Drake Hunter. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us this week on Wonderfully Weird Living. Get your own copy of Drake's book, Wonderfully Weird, by logging on to www.wonderfullyweirdliving.com. Also, let us know if you have any questions or comments via our email address, Living at gmail.com. For author and pastor Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters. We'll see you next time.